0: a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You're listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey sweet
1: friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I am coming to you today from this great little bakery in Little Rock, Arkansas named Honey Pies. and I have a sweet friend with me named April Wingfield. April, welcome to Inspire On The Go. Well, thank
0: you for having me, Andrea. I'm I'm excited to be here. Me
1: too. Okay, so we met at at, at the Inspire Women's Conference back in March. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you were able to make it. Did you and your ladies enjoy the conference?
0: We did. We had a great time there and left with some really really good things to stop oh. and think about and just apply to our daily lives good deal. So, yeah. Okay, so
1: you're from Oasis Church I am mm-hmm. tell us about Oasis and your involvement there and what yeah. you do um
0: okay so well my husband and I have been members at Oasis for many years now and I have served on staff for close to 10 years now um, and we've been through a lot of changes over the years at Oasis, but we have loved this church and we've grown so much just as a family and individually through Oasis. But what's going on with Oasis right now is we are a church planting network. And so we um, recently just sent out people to six different locations and we have six different campuses of Oasis Church currently. And it is hugely exciting.
1: So the whole purpose of the network is to multiply and to start other churches. Absolutely. So what's the plan to make that happen? Yeah.
0: So every church is charged within um, the next few years launching out another mm-hmm. church. So our, our idea is to have a movement of small congregations that multiply over and over and over yes. again.
1: You know, the benefit of that is that hopefully since there's a lot of movement as the church grows and reaches whatever the marker is for multiplication, it makes sure that we don't get too settled yes. you know, and too comfortable in our, you know, circles, which can happen. And I'm just the first to testify that can happen to me. And so it casts a vision for multiplication and then places an expectation, yes. you know, on the congregation. And then I know resources, the congregation to actually multiply.
0: Yes, absolutely. So that's part of my role is to resource. I, serve on the directional team with our directional pastor and my role is to train and equip our pastors so that they can pour into their leaders within their congregations and the idea is that the people within their congregations would be the ones that we bring up and they would be sent out. So we're, we're looking for new leaders all the time within our congregations and we're trying to equip them not only with resources but with opportunities to serve. So
1: your background, I know that you mentioned earlier that you are a graduate of Washita. Is that right? So tell me about your background.
0: So when I was at Washita, I studied communications. Mm -hmm. So I've done uh, mass comm and speech comm were my majors. Um, And I graduated and really was going into like advertising. And then I did some public relations things and I just, nothing was really clicking for me. And I I left a job that um, was doing corporate communications, internal communications, left that job and really didn't have much else, but I just knew it wasn't quite right, and I started serving um, in a volunteer capacity at Oasis, and that just kind of God led me through all that and blossomed into what I do now, which is serving full time at my church.
1: And I love that for you know women who are sensing call into ministry, or maybe they're not quite sure what their role is. Jump in there, volunteer, get started, mm-hmm. and just watch God yeah give you opportunities. Yeah,
0: well, and I would say even if you're not sensing a calling into mm-hmm. ministry, I feel like that can be such a mystifying thing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I feel called into ministry. I don't know what that means. I don't know that I ever felt called into ministry, that I would put it that way. It was just, I followed God in the next steps, and that's where it led. (laughs) <laughs> that is so true because sometimes we can
1: overthink it. Yes. We can overthink it and we can over try to justify it and plot it. And of course, a lot of times that's about control. Like Absolutely. We want to be in control. We want to call the shots. We want to, you know, chart the plan and ask God to bless it. But what you're yeah. saying is just step in there. Yes. Just do the next
0: thing. Yes. Just so do the next right thing.
1: As you're working with leaders, what are some things that you always try to share in terms of just basic leadership development
0: 101? Um, I think the biggest thing is who are you pouring into? So leadership development is nothing if you're not building up another leader. It's the same thing with discipleship too. If I'm keeping it all to myself, what's the point? And so I would say um, delegation is a big part of that. And I think delegation kind of can have a negative connotation as in you don't really want to do it yourself. So you're pulling in somebody else to do it for you. But that is not the case. It's coming alongside and teaching somebody something that you already know so that they can then teach it to somebody else. And that applies in the workplace. It applies in the church absolutely when you talk about equipping the saints for the work the ministry. Um, And then it applies within discipleship relationships too. If I've been poured into, I have a responsibility to pour into someone else.
1: Absolutely. And you know, it really helps us to let go of control sometimes when we do delegate, because Mm -hmm. that other person, they're going to do it, but they may do it in their
0: own Mm -hmm. way. Which can be hard sometimes. And you go, well, I wouldn't have done it that way, or I know a better way, but that's not true. God has a plan for each person and each person has their own strengths that you don't have. And so he knows what's going on there. And as long as, are pouring into somebody and his and he's present in that, it's gonna yield fruit. That's right, that's right. I
1: know that you are a wife and
0: a mom. I am. So you balance life and yes. ministry
1: and uh-huh. church service and all the things. Tell me what is the hardest aspect of striking that balance.
0: Oh my goodness. I think it's that so, so I'm a very type A person, and I want things to go a particular way. You know, you talk about control. Yes. I, I like to control yeah. things. Um, and I like to have things laid out ahead of time for me. I think the biggest challenge is knowing that I need to hold on to things loosely And by that, I mean even just my day-to-day schedule. One day never looks like the next in my life. And anytime I've tried to fight against that, it's been an exercise in frustration. So I think one of the most helpful things I ever read um, was in a book, and now the name of it's escaping me, but we can reference it later somewhere else. We'll
1: put it in the show notes. There
0: you go. Um, Was this idea of um, there being a fulcrum. And you mm-hmm. follow the weight on the fulcrum, and that's the Holy Spirit leading you. So you may feel like, you know what, I need to dedicate three hours to my daughters today, and two hours to work, and an hour. to You know, you can you can parse it all out like that, which is my tendency, or you can say, you know what, I can see around me, and the Holy Spirit is leading me that my kids need me a little bit more today. I'm going to follow that, yeah. and that's where the balance comes from. It's not about equal distribution of things; it's about knowing what you're supposed to be doing in that moment.
1: And I love, the, I love that concept because it really teaches us about the abiding relationship with christ because when we're abiding in him and his his word is abiding in us fruit comes out of that which Mm -hmm. is that sensitivity to know where he's at to join him there and to watch him do more than what we can ask or imagine you know and sometimes that happens in the small what we might call small conversations but other times it happens on you know larger platforms Mm -hmm. but god knows Mm -hmm. right where we're supposed to be who we're supposed to be with what we're supposed to be doing and so that's a beautiful picture yeah just follow his lead yeah
0: well and there's a trust that's inherent in that Mm -hmm. in that knowing that i might not see the importance of this ever Mm -hmm. but he told me to do it so i'm going to do it Mm -hmm. you know oh that's so good
1: yeah that's a good takeaway for me today i am in a really unique season of life where my son is graduating from high school and so so much change you know going on and I'm trying to parcel it all out like this is what we need to do this is where I need to be and just to trust, to trust that he's got a bigger plan and that he like loves our kids more than we can
0: even imagine. Yeah, you know? more than we do. <laughs> more than we do.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, April, I know one thing you're passionate about is the concept of biblical womanhood, yeah. you know, that topic. And I think we hear a lot about that topic, but maybe sometimes we're not quite sure what that means. So let's talk about it. Let's okay. talk about what that is, what that looks like in our lives and how we can cultivate that. Yeah. So how would you define biblical womanhood?
0: So, you know, we say biblical womanhood a I think that's a term that gets thrown out there, and I think it's an accurate term. I think another helpful way to term it is godly womanhood. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because both men and women bear His image. Mm-hmm. We're all image bearers of His. And so to be a biblical woman is to be a godly woman, yeah. someone who looks like God, who yeah. acts like Jesus, who moves to the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, so and the other thing about godly or biblical womanhood just... We all want to have a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And we were all created with a purpose. But I think a lot of times we, especially if you grew up in church, like that phrase comes in one ear and out Mm -hmm. the other. And you go, of course I was. But when you really look at the creation story, we were created with a very specific purpose. As women, yes. we were made to image God in some very specific ways, and and the ways that we do are not less than what men do. And I think a lot of times that gets twisted in our society and in our culture. Just thinking about um, women as. Supporters, mm-hmm. that sometimes can seem like it's not equal, yeah. and that's not the case. Yeah. We are equal. We are not the same. We have different roles to play, and that's a good thing. And I think that's one of the things I've struggled with in mm-hmm. in ministry life, mm-hmm. um, is just feeling that even though we are different, we are still equal, yeah. men and women,
1: absolutely made in the image of God, absolutely. You know, and I love that we get to leverage our lives for the gospel. Yes, we do. And that at the end of the day, it's not about gender roles. It's about a, a surrendered life. Exactly. You know? And that, to me, is the heart of it, that we just have to remind ourselves that we have to live out that we are called to die to ourselves, to take up that cross, and to follow him daily yep. in our specific roles and responsibilities. And when we do that, we know that other people will see him, yeah. which isn't that what we want. That That's the point. That's yes, why
0: we're image bearers, so that they right. can see him through us. That's right. So, I That's mean, right. you can just see in the whole creation account how one is incomplete without the other. Yeah. Man is not complete without woman. Woman is not complete without man. They're two equal parts of yes. one greater whole, yeah. and together we reflect his glory. That's, right. That's mm-hmm. right. And we're able to work together in ways yeah. that complement one another
1: and that bring honor to him. Yeah, we need
0: to work together. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So that kind of gives us a picture of what it is. When you think about how we have, you know, biblical womanhood, or godly womanhood, you know, like actually integrated into our day,
0: what are some specific tangible things that you do in your daily life? Yeah. Well, I think that there's a lot of different ways that you could answer that. But one of the ways I think about with my children, you know, whether you're raising boys or girls, you're modeling Mm -hmm. what it looks like to not only be a woman, to not only live alongside a woman, if if you're modeling this to a boy like you have, Mm -hmm. but it's also, um, it's this image of not only do they see what God created you to be, but they see God also, which is what we were just talking yeah. about. But then you think about your relationships outside of that, and you think about relationships with men, let's say. Yeah. Your husband, you're his, um, you're his supporter. You're supposed to draw him into life. Um, one of the things about men and women is that women try to do things sometimes that are for men to do, mm. and men will let them because they'll say, well, if she's going to take care of it, then I'm not going to bother with it. Um, And and within the church and within the home, that's very unhealthy because men will... in my experience, men will let that happen if a woman is willing to do that, and then they miss out on their whole purpose. So one of the one of our roles as godly women is to draw men into their roles. So whether that happens in your marriage or with your male coworkers, that's a healthy thing. And so, I, I think a lot of the times I work with all men. Mm-hmm. I serve on the directional team for a network of churches. I work primarily with our pastors, and one of my biggest roles there is to encourage them and to draw them into their purpose. Mm-hmm. And whether I'm doing that through Training and equipping, or through prayer, or through just having one on one coaching time with them. Can you see what I'm saying about how it's not about um, being less than? Mm -hmm. It's about drawing them into their purpose. And then in turn, they're drawing me into my purpose as well. Yeah. 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 And we see that the,
1: the, body of Christ reflected in that. Yes. You know, we see our different purposes and how we're all growing up into Christ, who is yes. the head of the church. And yes. so, yes. you know, it's a beautiful picture of the sanctification process in yeah. all of our lives. And mm-hmm. so, um, so with your daughters yeah. specifically,
0: you have two daughters. I have two they're daughters. Twins. They're twins. They're seven-year-old okay. twins. Uh-huh. So what's that like? Oh my gosh. They are best friends. Are they? They really are. Now, of course they fight. Yes. I mean, yes, what yes. siblings <laughs> don't fight? And daily. here I right. <laughs> daily. But they are best friends friends and I I look at them and I'm like I wish I would had a twin I think everybody at some point goes I wish I had a twin that'd be so fun Uh, but they just don't know they don't know how good they've got it you know having each other and having that support for each other are they identical nope they're fraternal Mm -hmm. they don't really even look alike I've got blonde hair and blue eyes brown hair and brown eyes curly hair straight hair they're and different. So when you found out you were having twins, what did you do? My jaw hit the floor. <laughs> I <bet> so. <laughs> my husband and I looked at each other. And we were like, and then the next thing I was sob. Right. I started crying just out of joy. We had um, a hard time having children, mm-hmm. being able to conceive. And mm-hmm. so we were going through fertility treatments. And the doctor, you know, tells us I'm six weeks long and he knows it's two. Um, and he tells us as if it's no big deal. Because that happens in right. our office all right. the time. But my husband and I literally like our jaws both dropped. And then I sobbed because God was granting me what I wanted. And there's just so much potential housed in those little hearts oh, and those little word. minds. I mean, you wouldn't believe the potential in those yeah. two.
1: Yeah, so as you raise them Uh to understand who God is and just to walk in love for the Lord and the local body of believers, what does that look like in
0: your family? So I think I'm going through a discipleship program right now. I'll graduate from it in a couple of weeks, and one of the things we talk about in that is transferring truth and life, and that's how you make disciples. So you're teaching the Bible and then you're showing the example of how that's lived out. Um, I think everybody kind of leans one way or another. You're stronger in transferring truth or stronger in transferring life I am stronger in transferring life um, so it is a lot of little examples all the time I'll give you one um, yesterday I was taking them to school and there's this crossing guard in our neighborhood um, to get to our school you go through another schools um, like parking area and there's a crossing guard and this man is always smiling he's always focused you can tell he is good at what he does and he enjoys what he does he's out there every morning a big smile on his face and so I pointed him out to the girls And I was just saying, look at this guy. What a great job he's doing. He's always smiling and showing them that. And Devin pipes up from the backseat, he must be a Christian. And I was like, yes. 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 So it's little things like yeah. that. And I have a good friend who told me one time, and I'll never forget it. I said, how do you disciple your kids? And she said, and this was literally the conversation. This is not summing it up. This was the whole conversation. Anna, how do you disciple your kids? And she said, you know what? Anytime they mention Jesus, I drop everything. Yeah, That's it. And that's yeah. what we talk about. And I don't push it on them, but anytime they mention Jesus, I drop everything. And that's the focus. And I thought that was brilliant. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Because so we can allow just the busyness of life. Oh yeah. And, the the temporary moment, whatever the tyranny of the urgent is, to yes. steal those moments. Yes. You know, when we think about the enemy, we know he steals, kills, destroys. Yep. It's sometimes the small moments yep. that become what God has as the transformational moment. And that's where your example of following the Spirit mm-hmm. is so powerful. Yeah. You know, wherever he is at, that's where we should be. That's where yeah. we should be, you know, trending, focusing, and leveraging our lives in yes. that moment because you never know what that outcome will be yeah for your daughter maybe it's for another person that's just mm-hmm. you know in the grocery store
0: yeah you know. or maybe it's for another kid that's in my car you know yes. that you know my girl's friends from school or whatever so it's interesting you would say that um just forgot what I was gonna say oh I hate that and I'm making <laughs> your editing hard too um so talking about being on the go, because yes. all women are on the go. I had a conversation with God um, while I was laying in bed, couldn't sleep, several uh, months ago. And I was just like, God, sometimes I feel like I'm missing it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like, what, like is something going to pass me by, something big that you wanted me to do, and I've missed it. And I felt like over the course of um, a few months, he said to me, if you slow down, you won't miss it. Wow you'll be attuned to where I'm leading you. You'll be attuned to those moments. And so that's not easy for me. Like I said, I'm type A, so I'm driven and I like to go, go, go. And I kind of thrive off of that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, But slowing down and just noticing in the moments, um, that's really, really key. So you can still be on the go. Everybody's on the go. But, you know, be aware. Be aware. That's right. And so what are some practical things that you've done to slow down to Mm -hmm. be aware? Um, So I keep a lot of margin in my schedule for sure. Yeah. for things that might oh, pop up um, I so want to do that that's on my list margin it, sometimes I do better at than others <laughs> so I'm by no means an expert at this <laughs> so sometimes I do better than others but I keep a lot of margin in my schedule or at least I try to and some of that goes back to me not necessarily always knowing what my day is going to look sure. like from day to day every sure. day is different so there's some margin in there um I also do try to this is so silly okay but I really do try to like Remind, Building reminders to myself to just like slow down, to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, things like when I my my water thing, my water filter on mm-hmm. my refrigerator. It's really slow to fill up a cup of water. And I let that be a reminder to yeah. me to slow down. Yeah. Because I just want to rush through it. But I mean it takes a good like ten seconds. Right. That right, doesn't right. seem like very long, but it is a long time when you're yeah, in our yes. environment. And when you're standing there and you're waiting for it and you're like, oh I'm late. That's a good reminder. Yeah. Slow down so you don't miss it. And so there's little things like that that happen throughout my day that help me to remember. I also think just having some healthy boundaries mm. is really important. For instance, because my days always look different and you know my um, work day might end at 2:45 when I pick up the girls from school, but maybe I had a meeting that happened at 1:30, and I got some things that I needed to do from that. I'm not going to have time to do them the next day. might be tempted to work on those in the afternoon, but I try really hard to put away my laptop, put away all those things and be present when the girls are home between school and dinner. And you know, they don't always need me. Sometimes they want to run outside and play in the cul-de-sac with their friends or go upstairs and hunker down in their playroom together. But if they need me, I don't want to miss it i don't want to be so nose buried in something else that i'm not available for it so sometimes it involves disappointing people
1: you know and saying no Mm -hmm. and i i will say that has been a discipline i've had to learn yeah because i think sometimes inherent within my walk is that desire to please people, oh yeah, you know, and to go, I can be all things to all people. And then at the end of that, always, dis- always is disappointment for myself and mm-hmm. disappointment for them. Yes. And so just learning the discipline of taking a deep breath, really asking the Lord, is this something I should step into or not? And then just obeying, yeah. like simple obedience, yeah. you know, and that's where slowing down, you don't get caught up in the emotion mm-hmm. of the moment, which sometimes I think we can fall into.
0: That's like, just Yeah, very you said emotional. that right. Well, and so
1: we just have that quick yes, I'll do it, and then regret sets in, Mm -hmm. and sometimes can actually cause frustration and bitterness right and it's just like it's because you didn't talk to me the Lord is saying in my heart oh yes I did forget that step." yeah
0: well (laughs) I think you're right like never say I think I think what you're saying is never say yes immediately you know let me think about that thank you so much for asking because you do get caught up if you're a people pleaser like I am like Mm -hmm. you're saying that sometimes you can be um you can just go I'm so excited to be asked right um yeah absolutely and then later on you go I I
1: don't have time for that Yeah, that's right. But that's where that delegation piece that we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier Mm -hmm. is such a powerful commodity in our life. Because if we're in relationship with others Mm -hmm. who are, maybe we're developing them as a leader, or we're just simply walking through life with them Uh without throwing them under the bus, because I've done that too. You can say, (laughs) you know what, this is a good opportunity. Maybe Mm -hmm. God's leading you in this direction. Or you can talk to that person and say, God's not you know, giving me a yes, but, you know, I have some friends who are mm-hmm. growing in that area. And so that's been a good discipline for me, especially in like my speaking and writing ministry, to know I can't serve every single church. And so God's raised up all kinds of people yeah. to, and just passing on their names, passing on their opportunities, passing on, you know, yeah. and just, and you see that even with your network, you mm-hmm. know, what you're doing with Oasis Church, you know, you're, as you multiply and you get into these pockets of communities and pockets of regions, more people have the gospel, more people are going to share the gospel mm-hmm. and it's just going to multiply and continue. So it's all a picture, I think of sensitivity and walking with the spirit yes. and knowing, knowing your role, yes. knowing your role. Yes. And so it all kind of comes together. It sure
0: does. It sure does. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you have a blog. I do. And I want you to tell us about the blog. Yeah. Tell us where we can find
0: it, the mm-hmm. purpose of it. Cause I want our listeners to connect with yeah. you. So my friend, Sarah, and I, her name is Sarah Lee, and okay. she and I have oh, like, the, a, like, like the dessert. The, like it's the Spelled dessert. exactly like
1: that. Um, I'm gonna like her. Yeah. I can oh, tell. everybody likes
0: her. She's <laughs> awesome. But we do a podcast together, okay. so the blog is really supplementary oh, to okay. the podcast. Okay. And, and really, basically, we have a blog post that comes out when we have a new podcast okay. episode. Perfect. So if you, it's called Being Women. The website is beingwomenpodcast.com, or you can search Being Women on any of the anywhere you get podcasts. It's the same place okay. you listen to this, and you'll find us. And we just talk about you know, what are the different challenges? What are the different ways that Sarah and I can encourage other Christian women in their walk? And how can we equip you and and help you to think about some things that might, um, that might be really important to your life that you don't have time to think about?
1: Yes. Well, and like when you do slow down and you have those intentional conversations, it equips you for those moments, whenever you're going, I feel life closing in on me. What Uh do I do here? And I think that's the, one really good thing that I see right now in the area of podcasting and blogging and you know insta stories and all the uh-huh. different social media things is that people are being real uh-huh. and authentic and vulnerable and transparent and through that process we have the opportunity to do the same thing yes. And so I know that on your podcast you set that tone and that's going to be very helpful uh-huh. for women how did you start your podcast I mean what
0: we just wanted to yeah literally she sent me a text one day she said do you want to do a podcast with me and I said oh yeah sure that sounds
1: fun (laughs) so is your personality more yes I mean as far as like you see a challenge and you want to tackle 100% yeah.
0: yes yeah. I'm that's a yes really person yeah. and that's one thing that's interesting about her dynamic with me she's typically a no person I'm mm-hmm. typically a yes person mm-hmm. we bring each other to the middle yeah. and that's, that's a really, a really good really thing good. so it, you know those who might find our podcast and listen to us you'll, you'll see we're completely different people yeah. very opposites but we both love the Lord we love each other yeah. and we love the idea of helping women to be encouraged in their walk really good
1: all right so something we'd like to talk about here on inspire on the go are the things that inspire us uh-huh so what are some things that you say for sure this
0: inspires me or this encourages me or this challenges me? Hmm. That's a good question. Right now I am inspired, challenged, encouraged, all the words, um, about biblical and godly womanhood. It's something I'm really diving into and God's really doing a work in me through that. And so that all goes back to the scripture. So I know that's like a Sunday school answer. The Bible inspires me, but that is the truth. Um, There's also a very good book. I recommend it to a lot of people I know. It's by Shauna Nyquist Mm -hmm. and it's called um, Present Over Perfect. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the title is a little misleading Mm -hmm. um, because yes, it is about being present and being vulnerable and being yourself rather than showing up and being all polished and perfect, which I'm all about. But I've just learned so much from that book about how to be real with God, God, mm-hmm. And how to um, manage a life where there's so many possibilities, right? There's so many opportunities that we can go all kinds of different directions. And how do you know the right direction to go? How do you follow the Holy Spirit? And that's a really inspiring book yeah. to me. I really like
1: it. So then you are challenged from that concept to just daily surrender. Absolutely. Just daily surrender and daily simple obedience. Yeah, I
0: like the way you put that because yeah. it is, um, you, you know, you don't always like what you read in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Let's be yeah. honest yes. right now. Yes. Sometimes you go, that doesn't make sense to me yeah. or I wish it were different. Right. But, The whole idea of Christianity is that we die to ourselves. And the reason we can do that is because we can trust that God is good. He has a good plan for us and it's all for his glory. His glory can't be separated from his goodness. So even if I don't like it, I can trust it. I can believe it. I can trust God.
1: And we can live it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can
0: die to myself.
1: Well, I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to connect with you. I love Arkansas girls. Yes. I love serving alongside of um, you and what is happening at Oasis Church. And I know that everyone's going to want to connect with you. So give us one last time uh, how we can connect with you and how we can plug into your ministry.
0: Being Women Podcast, anywhere you find podcasts. We're on Instagram and Facebook as Being Women Podcast and beingwomenpodcast.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on Inspire On The Go. Uh, One last plug
1: for what God's doing through our Inspire podcast. If you will, please, as listeners, take just a moment and go out to um, our Inspire On The Go podcast and hit the like, hit the share, hit the rate, um, and and share our podcast with other women so that uh, we can make sure that all the women who would be encouraged by this message will hear it. We greatly appreciate that, and we love and thank you so much.
0: this episode of inspire on the go is over but we hope you'll be back next monday for the latest episode in the meantime you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with andrea also if you're in central arkansas you can find andrea's radio show truth on the go at 93.3 the fish and 99.5 faith talk radio on sunday mornings